Welcome back, everybody, to the Pair of Kings podcast. We're so happy to have you today. Today's a bit of a a special day. Uh, Obviously, we have a co-host, but it is only going to be me, Saul, um, your co-host today, or I guess your host today. Um, Michael and John are both busy at the moment, which is no problem. We're going to keep keep calm and carry on as that incredibly cheesy tagline from World War II says. But we'll jump straight into it without any further ado. Today I'm joined by Martin Salier. He is the uh, lead footwear designer for Sunny. Uh, he's doing an incredible job. We really like what he's been, been doing. Uh, we invited him on to chop it up, uh, sort of hear about what he's doing and his outlook on fashion as a whole. Uh, without any further ado, how are you, Martin? Hey, hey, so I'm good. How are you? I can't can't complain. Uh, I know we were chatting a little bit about this before the podcast, but we've both been moving. So it's been like an exciting time, but also just completely hectic. You know, bedroom is a mess. Yeah. I haven't like slept in the same bed for more than two nights in a row. There's no air mm-hmm. conditioning anywhere. It's 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 terrible. But you know what? We're we're making yeah. it through. <laughs> I really feel you. Yeah, for me, it's exactly the same right now. Like. Mm-hmm. I, because I actually, so I, I moved to Milan in, in February, but mm-hmm. I I live in Stockholm because like that's where that's where my base is kind of. Mm-hmm. So I'm like constantly traveling, and it's just so exhausting. And now with the summer coming, with like the hot days also in Milan, it's just like really not helping. Yeah, I mean, you, how how hot does it get in Stockholm during the summer? Well, actually, like when I left, uh, was there like last week? It was like thirty degrees Celsius. Oh my so God. Like, uh, yeah so yeah. pretty good actually pretty good yeah that's that's brutal oh god and now you're down in italy what is it like 34 35 38 actually oh <laughs> yeah, no, it's really it's unbearable i mean there's oh, ac everywhere so that's okay yeah but like, like i don't know oh. are you finding like- time to like go to the beach and, and get outside or is it sort of just been work 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 yeah, it's really like work, work, work. Like literally, like it's just we we're finishing up the collection right now, the the spring mm-hmm. summer collection. Uh, so it's like really busy days, and like then in the weekends you just need to rest and you don't really want to go anywhere. Like Milan, is- <laughs> oh, it's true. Like Milan is not close to any beach, also. So like, mm-hmm. I just yeah, I just sleep in the weekends. To be fair. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like heaven. All of my weekends have been, I don't know, like, you know, you plan to go to bed and then you end up going out or, you know, seeing friends or yeah, whatever you know, I mean, until yeah. 2 a.m. No, that's true. That's that's what I'm saying now, but like that's pretty much what I end up doing anyway. But yeah. It's okay, can complain. <laughs> so let's start things off quickly the way that we we always do on the podcast with a fit check. Uh just tell us what you're wearing, what you've got on, you know start whichever way you'd like to but what have you what have you got on today today well right now it's 11 p.m so i'm like getting ready to for bed so i'm wearing a pair of shorts from uniqlo and a white t-shirt also from uniqlo and then that's it but today what was i wearing today at work yeah i just like a vintage or like vintage it's uh like a an old like Ralph Lauren shirt, like overshirt kind of, mm-hmm. uh, white t-shirt, uh, a pair of shorts uh, from a, the brand of a friend of mine uh, called Parol, and a pair of a Nike Vomero. Oh, nice. Which is my everyday shoe anyway. But nice. 
is Milan like a great spot for vintage? Are you, you know, sticking online for vintage stuff? How are you, how are you sourcing your, your vintage clothing? Well, so far in Milan, I didn't really get a chance to, to, to go to stores. I know of one really close to where I'm living now. So I, I, I meant to check it like the, uh, next weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. But actually, yeah, just check like uh, online, uh, like on Vinted. It's called, it's this like European, uh, yeah. I don't know if you know about it, but yeah. And I'm, uh, uh, I'm buying a shirt right now from Vinted, which I'm pretty excited what, for. <laughs> what's really nice with Vinted is that like, it's like France, Netherlands, and Italy, I think, maybe Spain now. But like basically all the Italian sellers, they sell all these like crazy vintage products and like oh. all these, super, you know, super nice pieces that they, um, somehow I feel like they don't realize how cool they are. And you can <laughs> Best now you can find the best, the best, uh, the best vintage I think I'm vintage, but it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like some of my friends that replace like scrolling on Instagram, Instagram with like scrolling on on vintage, you know, like this, <laughs> how, how time consuming it gets. Yeah, crazy. What are some uh, highlights from vintage that you found? I'm re- I, to be fair, I'm really bad at this um, highlights. Yeah, I just bought like a vintage Prada bag, like, like a small, like a sling, a sling bag, you know, like nothing nice. crazy. But like, yeah. it's quite nice. It was a hundred euros. Like it's, yeah. it's a good deal, I guess, you know, but yeah, yeah no, I have some friends that just found like really crazy pieces, but I just can't find the energy to dig that long. <laughs> yeah, it is an effort. I mean, you've literally got to spend like all day and sort of jump on it, especially like everybody's getting into fashion. Now. You have to get so much faster i guess than everybody else yeah exactly and then there's like also all these like overpriced items because some people know they're good you know but mm-hmm. there's all the negotiating and like waiting for people to answer and yeah yeah it's like so like it's really time consuming i just i can't deal with it <laughs> so i guess I, I guess i'll just ask you now just because i'm curious um for sunny is there any sort of vintage sourcing at least for footwear that you sort of draw inspiration from or is it all sort of new designs and and um well you know. yeah no um so i just joined sunay like uh, in february mm-hmm. uh, before i was i was in holland at uh, feeling pieces um, mm-hmm. um but for sunay i think yeah we drag a lot of inspiration from yeah, vintage pieces, but like also like maybe like medical shoes, like anything mm. kind of some, somehow related to footwear, like from even from afar, but like really nothing new. I, I don't think there's anything really recent on the mood boards, you know, like there's mm. nothing like younger than like 10 years old, you know? Yeah. So, so I would say I would, yeah, if we consider 10 years old, like vintage, then for sure, everything we, we drag inspiration from is vintage. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we launch too far into questions, I'll give my my very mediocre fit. Uh, again, I've been moving, so I'm I'm you know I have a pair of um, Reebok Beatniks um, that uh, co-host John got me. I think two years ago now. Um, I have a pair of Nike Elite shorts, which I've had since uh, ninth grade. So that's what eight years, nine years. <laughs> and then a very old, very ripped uh, American Express shirt that has their logo and it says do more. Um, it looks like it's been through a war, but, um, you know what? It's really comfortable. I wear it a lot. Uh, and I, 
Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, although my my mom has tried to like throw it out a few times and like get rid of it, um, which is you know that's how you know it's good. I feel like we all have the same mom somehow when it comes. To oh this. yeah, I mean if you're into fashion, you you know it, it comes somewhat from your mom, and then you also get like the you know everybody's heard like the same thing like what are you wearing, you know go go take that off or they try to hide your clothes or you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. How did you? fashion actually so i'm sorry to ask the question but oh yeah no no no. ask as many questions as you like um i was in uh 10th grade and i got into it through uh i guess a few things i guess the timeline's a little messed up in my head now because it's been so long but i was like buying and selling yeezys so i was on like the you know all the fashion forums back in the day and then i had a teacher named rashid silvera who was a vogue model he was the first um black model on the cover of vogue um, and a Ralph Lauren model. And he sort of got me into more like traditional, like preppy style. Um, and then I don't know, like sort of all of those things happened at once. I sort of stumbled around for a little bit and had, you know, pretty horrendous sense of style for a few years. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm here. I still kind of dress like garbage, but I'm very happy with the way that I dress, if that makes sense. So now you're you're conscious about it now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's when you know you made it into fashion. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? I'm I'm happy with where I've landed. How how did you get into fashion? What were your sort of your origins in it? Yeah, no, because no, I just thought about this question because you said like, yeah, it, it comes like from our moms or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm not really sure. I kind of ended up in fashion um without really wanting it, you know, like somehow oh. like, because like I wanted to be before I wanted to be a car designer. And, Interesting. Uh, okay. So very different. Uh, I studied physics and chemistry in uh, like in university after high school, like so very very weird like uh, like yeah studies like compared to what I do now. Mm-hmm. And then like I slowly shifted to footwear, mm-hmm. and then and like and my interest in footwear was not like fashion. You know, my interest was like really football shoes and running shoes and like mm-hmm. I just wanted make like faster lighter like whatever like like very performance driven mm-hmm. and somehow after landing this first job like at feeling pieces which was like more of a fashion brand i realized like oh but this there's this whole new side of of designing shoes that i didn't really care for or like not care for mm-hmm. but i like, didn't know about so much yeah and also didn't dare to get into this you know like it it can be a very scary world also because it's like very subjective you know like what is good what is not and yeah. so so somehow now i'm at sune but like i could also just have been yeah at nike or like <laughs> or like even like a very very technical like at salomon or whatever you know yeah it's quite interesting the way it worked out does your heart still kind of lie with those kind of technical fabrics and, and running shoe cuts, you know, the, those sort of um, the shoes that are maybe more for like running or football or do you, you know, Sunny makes uh, things like loafers and boots and, you know, yeah. I'd say more like a dressier type of, of shoes. And I guess you do do sneakers yeah. at Sune as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we, I would say that we do mainly sneakers and then there's also like a bit more of the formal coming in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I guess the thing is that like uh, making a sneaker, like a performance sneaker, if you don't have yeah. like budgets from like budgets and time from like these big sportswear brands, you know, like Adidas or Nike, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like it falls flat quite often i have the feeling you know like all these like fashion brands trying to make sneakers i always i always find them like a little bit too boring and, yeah uh, there have been a lot of really bad high fashion sneakers like do you remember uh hermes's sneakers from like four or five years ago yeah exactly oh, it's like, terrible <laughs> yeah, because they're not made by people that know how to make sneakers they mm-hmm. designed that just know how to make like yeah proper like proper footwear like uh, formal footwear i would say so yeah. then like translation doesn't work really and yeah. then when you do the work in like the sportswear shoes like all these like crazy technologies also that we also mm-hmm. like in high fashion we mainly produce in europe you know and the thing is that once you start producing in asia there's also like all these other techniques that they have that yeah don't have here, you know so this yeah becomes possible and what was before like a bit of a tab, tab not a taboo but like to go produce in asia you know like nowadays yeah. like it's actually quite cool you know like they've been on this craftsmanship for like decades now on like this like yeah. very technical craftsmanship so yeah it's uh, f- for sure i would love to design because that was the question i would love to design like a proper sneaker you know yeah yeah that's awesome Dang. i that's just so interesting that you started with sort of you know running and and either football or i guess we call it soccer did you play a lot of soccer kind of growing up yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh, i always did i always try to do it like when i can mm-hmm. uh, I'm less and less good which sucks a little but uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, uh, for sure. Like my my family, like my dad has been watching sports, like and and playing sports, like my whole life, basically, like, his whole life also. Mm-hmm. So like, I've come from a family of like, like from a sports family, I would say. Yeah. So for sure, I was like a bit inspired by this. You know, it made sense for me to to start with that. Yeah. That's awesome. So you know, we wrote out some questions beforehand, and you know, there are things that we are interested in here at the podcast, yeah. but <laughs> I guess one of the first questions that I really did want to ask is, do you use different approaches when making and kind of, uh, excuse me, kind of ideating uh, men's and women's shoes? Like, are there different processes that you use in sort of, uh, you know, in, in either the mood board process or um, just in developing the, the shoes themselves? Mm, I, I think that I have a bit more experience with like men's shoes. So mm. I tend to somehow uh, explore a little bit more because I know like what's been done, uh, like what I did and like how it's going to come out. When it comes to women's shoes, I'm still a little bit like I'm looking a lot of references, like, I mean, without copying, of course, but I'm, I'm looking a lot of like, references to see what's possible even because I feel like women's footwear when it comes to like also like show pieces and like and more like high fashion. Uh, so much more is possible, you know? And um, so I'm still exploring this side of, of my design because I just got into women's wear, uh, women's footwear like maybe two years ago. So, yeah. so I wouldn't, yeah, right now the approach is a bit different because I'm a bit more comfortable designing men's footwear. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, in a, like if you ask me this, this question in like four years or two years, <laughs> yeah. I would say like, I approach it exactly the same way in a very like playful and like, yeah, in a very playful way. Anyway, that's what I always mm. try to do. 
yeah that's awesome do something a bit unexpected you know is that what sort of drew you to sunny kind of that more playful approach to fashion itself yeah i mean definitely when the opportunity like showed up like that was really like oh but that's great that's really like a brand for me because mm. they have this yeah it's super playful it's like a bit um they act like they don't care you know but <laughs> but they do care like it, the the level of like details and like the the yeah the the work that that goes into each piece is, is like really insane because when you see it from the outside it seems like oh they take it a bit as a joke it's like a bit fun you know like but it's really not so for sure like that was the like when 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 it happened like i was really like yeah i'm going to do great things here hopefully you know yes. i'm going to be able to explore way more I mean, you've started very strong. It's not like you know, it's not like you're you're slacking in any sort of any sort of way. <laughs> no, no, I went. <laughs> what I tried to do, but yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, I think when you get this kind of opportunity, you can also you can't really slack also. Like, uh, yeah. there's so many people that would like to have uh, this position, you know. Also, because like with shoe designers, like there's so many, there's so little uh, spots, you know, in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You only need you only need so many designers, but like, uh, so once you have one, like, just make sure that you do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So do it. So with the, I guess all the shoes that you've done, um, both at Filling Pieces and at Sunny, have you tried to, and have you been able to bring some of those, you know, elements from your past into what you do? And you know, are you sort of trying to blend? Um, you know, your past and in, in running and in football or soccer um, into, you know, more formal elements? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think especially at Fiend Pieces because I, I work way longer there as well. But um, for sure, like uh, I was trying to blend this like uh, more sportswear approach or like, yeah, performance approach to like formal footwear, mm-hmm. which also like I think it can be done in a very clumsy way. Like rather often, I would say, you know, like putting like a loafer on like a running sole, but it's yeah. not really what I was trying to do ever. I think I was just trying to like bring like minor details, you know, either it's like a, a like a material that is used only like a, in running shoes, or maybe it's just like a pattern or graphics, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure, it's influencing the way I design. Also, because when you, I mean, you're, when you're a designer, like you just like get influenced without realizing, you know? Yeah. Like from, from your past, because I think if I would have had like a very, like a different upbringing, like not knowing anything about sports, probably I would just be making maybe a bit more conventional footwear, you know? But like, because of this, because I, because of like, in a way, because of this lack of knowledge towards like formal footwear. I'm able to make like a little bit, I am, yeah, it's very pretentious to say, but like a little bit more interesting products, in my opinion. Yeah, because exactly. I don't know about it. So like, I just do like what I think is nice. Yeah. I mean, as a guy, how do you sort of learn about women's footwear? You know what I mean? Like, how are you sort of able to, to learn about it and sort of make it functional and comfortable and things like that um, as somebody who, you know, hasn't worn the shoes yeah. themselves? Well, th- yeah, this is this is a bit of a more complicated part that I'm not so comfortable with. Also, like uh, quite often, 
I you just I just need to you just need to like listen to to the women or like the people wearing these kind of shoes around you, you know, like mm-hmm. because like so I just asked my colleagues, I just like hey, like right now I'm like working on a heel, like I'm asking like what is the most comfortable height for you, for example, you know? And like like until like what height can you push, you know, like for like if you just for one evening or just for a show or just like mm-hmm. I just try to like listen to people around me um when like but whereas when it's like for men like you can just like try the shoes and see exactly what's wrong yeah yeah so yeah and then i think my approach with women's shoes it's also very it's very straightforward like if i like it or not you know like uh i think it's like very like i don't know how to explain but like quite often when i when i make women's shoes like my first catch is like the final sketch in a way because it's just like i just want to make something pretty once and be like a bit like immediately like interested in it and just like try to make it happen but yeah with shoes like it's a, a longer process i would say yeah i get what you mean it's i don't know yeah i don't know how to explain it but yeah that's that's it's it's really the way the way it works for me actually i never thought about this but yeah I think awesome. it's way more uh, instinctive to design women's shoes in a way. I just like draw it and then like it happens or not, you know. Yeah, but, like, that's awesome. You just like make tiny sketch and then rework this one until it becomes something. So it's a, mm. it's a very different process. Yeah. Are there certain sort of sports that are gaining popularity that you're starting to, you know, develop shoes for, kind of, you know, draw inspiration from like tennis or... or um... I don't even know. I think tennis comes to mind because tennis shoes have always yeah, been so popular. I think, but I think, yeah, maybe like golf shoes. I think really, I, I don't know. I always kind of overlooked uh, golf shoes, but when you think about it, it's like a very, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's a sports shoe, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a lot of it, but like you still need to look kind of preppy in it, you know? So it is like also the premises of like this hybrid of like formal and performance footwear in a way. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, but besides that, no, I would say uh, yeah. I played uh, I played golf for 18 years of my life, and let me tell you, some of the shoes that they make are so ugly. Yeah, <laughs> golf shoes are so gross. But recently, yeah, I know. But like, I recently saw like some some quite cool ones. Anything was from Nike, but I'm not I'm not completely sure now. But I I do think there's something nice to do there, for yeah. sure. Have you seen the, uh, they've started making Jordans as golf shoes. So I think they've made a Jordan one, a Jordan four, and yeah. maybe like a Jordan six with spikes on yeah. them. Yeah. That's not what I mean. When I say that, I think there's like inspiration to take with golf shoes. I think, yeah, yeah it's, it's very clumsy, but yeah, it's, it's fun, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see some innovation in the golf shoe space. There's just not a lot of it. You know, you get like the old, like saddle, saddle loafer, saddle look. And then yeah, you just get yeah, like sleeker exactly. performance ones, and they're just like, all right. I guess you can also just, like, stick, you can just like stick uh, cleats under like any kind of shoe, and like it will be fine, no? Like that's yeah, also, like with golf shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to balance. I mean, I, I guess you have to balance balance. You know, having like the correct, um, what'd you call it? Like a performance i guess of the shoe you know you want to get like good balance and and ability to grip and sort of that twisting motion um yeah but at the same time like you do need yeah i guess something to look good (laughs) 
Yeah, but I also think that maybe golf is like very forgiving as a sport, you know, like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you could, I mean, you could play barefoot almost, you know. Yeah, I actually prefer playing barefoot. Have you ever uh, played golf at all? Uh, just once, like literally two months ago. So like uh, I was, yeah, I, I, have, I have no opinion about uh, what's better, like football-wise. It, it feels so nice to play barefoot, and I've done it a few times and have been kicked off of the golf courses that I do it on. Oh, uh, yeah? You're not allowed? Yeah. No, they really do not like it at all. <laughs> But I guess that makes sense that it's good to, to I mean, like, uh, I mean, any sport is nice to to play barefoot, you know, like you just have much more balance. Yeah. <laughs> like anyway, so for sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? Uh, so you yeah. mentioned your, was it the Vomero? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that that's your, your everyday shoe. Do you have other shoes that you're sort of, you know, using every day? Like, you know, if you have to go into the office and wear something, uh, you know, formal uh, or something like that. I really don't wear formal shoes somehow. Like mm. I have literally, I have a few pairs of archive of stuff that I made, but like, I just don't feel comfortable. I just, for me, it's just like sneakers or nothing. So yeah, I just wear like and a lot of Nike as well. My, yeah. yeah, I'm not really a sneakerhead, you know, like, so just like have shoes that I, that I'm comfortable in, you know, that match any kind of outfit, you know, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, really not into formal uh, footwear. Mm. I feel you. Yeah. And what is it about formal fit- footwear, I guess, that you don't like? Is there anything about it? Is it, you know, the comfortability? Is it just sort of the... I don't um, know. I think you just need to take the step and just start wearing that, you know, because yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's like when you try a new pair of like uh, glasses, you know, and then you just feel like it's not you, but like, then you see yourself in the mirror like four times and you're like, oh, but it's actually quite good, you know? And yeah. I think this would be this step that I need to take. I feel like my pants don't match any of the stuff, but like, that's not true, you know? Like, they're very mm-hmm. <laughs> pants, so why wouldn't they match? Like, why wouldn't they work with loafers, you know? So yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a bit of a, I'm just too comfortable. I'm like yeah. generally like seeking comfort in my life. So I think that's also why I just like, just wear whatever is here. Yeah. But like yeah, running, yeah. Shoes, running shoes uh, is my go-to whenever. Yeah, I get what you mean. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, how much of what you make is sort of dictated by what you find interesting kind of at the moment, what you've been looking at versus what's popular and what people are sort of pushing for you to make or, or um, how would you put it? Like uh, yeah. filling, filling the, the, the need or the, um, it's the word I'm looking for. You get what I mean, right? Like uh, fitting the know. trend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get exactly what you mean. I think uh, right now at Sune, what's really nice is that I don't think we are seeking like the, the two creative directors, like Loris and Simone, like I don't think they are seeking to be on trend ever. So mm-hmm. like never like a product, for example, now like there's all this trend of all this like um, injected footwear, like Crocs, you know, like yeah. there's been like every brand literally made one. So for sure, you will not see one from Sune, you know, like because this is de- definitely not what they want to do, uh, like to follow trends. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's mainly like what we like you know and then i mean it's always like there's always like the 
the the needs of like uh, pleasing a bit of sales you know like how like running mm -hmm. a you know like you need to you need to please the retailers so you need to give them like a bit what they saw last season with a bit of newness and so this di dictates a lot but i would say that mainly it's just like making making fun interesting ideas and not trying mm. not trying to follow trends at all yeah sure. that's awesome yeah i think it's quite interesting but also like footwear in general i think like it's a very special very specific department of like uh of fashion brands you know like we don't work at the same pace as like uh at the as the ready or the, the ready to wear team like it's just we have this because a product like like a pair of shoes like it's it's big investment you know like you need to open yeah. all like develop souls so once you create one you need to be sure i mean unless you're like you have millions of investor investment you know like you need to make sure that this product is gonna last at least for like two three four seasons you know mm -hmm. so you can't really work based on trends because otherwise like your investment is just like useless are there any sort of um trends at least in footwear that you really like right now like ones that you are you know like have you bought a pair of uh adidas sambas uh no but i should <laughs> no, like, no i i i bought actually the last pair i bought is like a pair of nike uh humara you know the hiking shoes yeah they were designed like maybe in the 90s or early 2000s. I don't know. Mm. Like quite quite an old pair. That is the one that uh, now Jacques Mus uh, kind of took as a base for his Nike collab, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love this pair of shoes. I loved them. I bought them on Vinted actually. And I oh, didn't nice. buy them like when they did the re-release like a few years ago. And I kind of regretted it. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, right now I'm into this kind of vibe, like a bit like very hiking technical. But uh, I think this is like never going away somehow. I feel like the, the the technical trend has been going on for like, I don't know, four years, five years in the footwear industry. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just like here to stay, you know? Yeah. Are you, uh, are you like big into kind of, being outdoors and being outdoorsy or is it just sort of like they're good solid shoes that are sort of you know you can walk in them all day and it's not a problem yeah i'm more of the second option i would say i when i was younger i was more of a i was going more outdoors but like mm. now it's just like i don't really find time because the thing is that like i said because i live in stockholm and work in milan like all my weekends and like free time i just like either i travel or i just like rest but like I don't really have time for like crazy outdoors activities in the in yeah. my time. So I wish I, I, I wish I would, you know, like really, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going outdoors a lot? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty big into going outdoors. I don't think I'm like a pure hiking person, but I, I love fishing. So I'm always sort of doing that. Okay. Um, right. And then I have a bunch of friends who are super into uh into hiking so it, you know if i can ever tag along with them i'm happy but yeah uh, you know i'm not nice. i'm not doing it immediately you know no, no 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 but i mean i love all the like like hiking gear i think it's just like a hiking hiking store stores, yeah which is the best i could spend yeah. like i could spend like the whole day there just checking like this little like 
foldable gas stoves and like <laughs> crazy like sleeping bags, you know, like it's insane. Yeah. Like this, I don't know. I'm just so amazed that there's so much research also into this. Like the product development is just insane. You gotta so tell you gotta tell Suna you're doing like uh, product research or something, and then just go hiking for like three weeks, just for like sure. the outdoors. Sure. <laughs> ah, they will allow it, I'm sure. And that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, I, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but I, I'd love for you to expand on it. You mentioned sort of starting to want to do or starting in wanting to do uh, cars, right? Uh, wanting to get yeah. into car design. What was it that eventually sort of drew you over into doing um, shoes? Um, I think it was a bit of... Um, I, so I studied, I was studying in a design academy in Eindhoven in, in Holland. And it's a very conceptual school, I would say, like very hands-on, like we don't really have like theory classes or anything. So when I, when I, when I went there, when I started to go there, I really wanted to be a car designer, but then I realized like this wasn't the school for that, you know? Yeah. But I just stayed and then I met a lot of people that were like, they would never think about like being a car designer, but like they wanted, like it, they wanted to be like more, like artist you know so i just like opened up a lot of like my way of thinking and like what i wanted to do i got a bit lost on the way like i didn't really know what i wanted to do and then in my last year of studies like i realized that like shoes would be an interesting uh medium for me to work because it has the like in the in the sketching or like in the drawing style like a shoe and a car they're very similar i think you know Mm -hmm. like you just like add wheels on a on a shoe and it looks like a car. So like, it's just like for me that that kind of made sense on that on that uh, aspect. And then, and then there's like a lot more like research in terms of like uh, colors and materials. You know, like the tactility of the product like made much more sense than 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 designing cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I also met people from the industry, from the car industry, and from the shoe industry. So it just like. It really made sense for me to to move into this and then like i think the thing what happened also is that when i started like okay like i really like to 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 draw shoes and to work with, like with shoes i studied this like instagram account and this the footwear community on instagram is like quite tight and so i got a lot of like positive feedback like telling me that i was doing great uh so that I was like really onto something, you know, like I was at that time, like graduating, I was working on my graduation project, which was like also like kind of technical, I would say, but it just made me realize like, oh, maybe I'm doing something right. You know, like people seem to enjoy this. So like, it was a little bit of like, I was a little bit influenced by like people telling me that I was doing good and Mm -hmm. really enjoying what I was doing. So it just kind of happened like that. You know, I was a bit pushed by yeah by this like footwork community to really yeah it's really nice it's really nice speaking really quickly of communities um we have a discord uh just you know small fashion community we call it the happiest place in fashion um if somebody would like to join we usually just ask that they send us a keyword uh, a phrase something to prove they've listened to an episode, you know, very, very basic. Um, would you mind giving us a word or a phrase that people can message us at pair of Kings pod on Instagram, 
um, if they would like to join the Discord. A key word. Uh, it can literally be anything. There's there's no rules to this. Okay, it's going to be uh, Nike Vomero. Perfect. Okay, if you'd like to join the Pair of Kings Discord, message us Nike Vomero on uh, Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod. Getting back into our questions, um, what's been your favorite shoe to design in your kind of entire career? In my entire short career, I think it was, um, I think it was a shoe at uh, Feeling Pieces called the Crease Runner, which is like this kind of vintage, uh, yeah, vintage uh, running shoe in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to design because like there's so many. There's been so many versions of this like uh, vintage shoes. There's so much like inspiration to drag from, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so try to make it my own was very interesting. It was a nice process. It was also the shoe where I made the most prototypes. I think for like, oh. it was, like yeah, usually like the thing is like in fashion, like the, the the process is so short because you need to follow like seasons, you know. Yeah. But this one, like, we took really time to like make it right because i really uh, yeah it was also one of my very first like 100 idea in a way like from mm-hmm. from beginning to like at least the, the initial idea was mine you know like then i, I worked with like uh, also some of my colleagues uh, on on like a bit further in the process but but uh, yeah i think that's that's the issue i, I enjoyed the most uh, yeah and the most proud of let's say yeah, that's awesome. Are there certain colors that you like to work with more than others? Like, you know, if you could only pick like three colors to do all your shoes with for the, you know, the rest of your career, what would they be? Uh, that's a very good question. I never thought about this. Are we counting white and black as colors? Uh, let's say you no. can either choose white or black, but that's a fourth color. Okay. Uh. I don't know. I, the things that I have, like periods with colors, I have the feeling. Like right now, mm-hmm. I would tell you like uh, baby blue and uh, dark brown. But okay. like, I mean, I think two years ago, I would have told you like rust and mm. and, and gold, you know? So it's cool. just like, yeah, I think it just, I mean, we just like, uh, it's just like trends, you know? Like colors, they like trends. Like we have like yeah. Pantone of the year. Every year there's a new color that people seem to like more, you know, like that's the way it goes. So I think it's the same with, I couldn't answer like, but yeah. I, yeah. Right now I would say like a dark brown, probably maybe a bit of lilac cool, and uh, baby blue and white. That sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. One of my favorite things that you've done recently have been like the, I don't know exactly if this is like what you would call them, but the, the shoes that look like they have carpets both on the toes and inside of like the sole of a mule. Ah, um, yeah. How did you sort of come up with that? And you know, what was the process like for actually making those? Cause I imagine the carpeting takes up quite a bit of room within the shoe itself. Um, so that was for fitting pieces, right? You mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, so the process, so I was working at that time with the uh, filling pieces with uh, Matthias Weber, a German designer and uh, art director. Mm -hmm. And we had this kind of line of, um, we call it like the, it was like 
like unofficially called the out of comfort line because it was like like out of the comfort zone for filling pieces to start to go into formal footwear mm-hmm. and um so we were kind of in charge of this and this year the theme when we started with this the the theme was like uh i don't know track and field or something like this something like like sports inspired like funny enough but like and uh, we were trying to think like how can we like implement this like sporty aspect into like uh, a pair of like uh, of uh, of loafers and we just thought of like this like varsity jackets you know from like university yeah. and uh, and the varsity patches you know like you have with like, the letter of your of your team or like the logo of your team mm-hmm. and we just thought like oh that would be cool to actually use this as a material and not just like a patch so we just developed this uh, so this was for fall winter 21 i believe mm-hmm. and uh, it really worked and then like like i said earlier you know like you know, in fashion you also sometimes need to listen to sales and like what works for your brand and like this kind of caught on and then this became kind of like a classic for the brand in a way like so awesome. now every season so yeah mm-hmm. that was a very fun process too very nice process so- I'm not exactly sure how the designing process works, but once you design something for the brand, can they sort of keep on with your motif or when you leave, um, do you sort of take those ideas with you? Uh, usually it depends. Yeah. I think it really depends on your contract. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not big enough to have any of these kind of clause, but I think like, yeah, it's just like whatever you design for a brand or like whatever I design, like at Sune at my desk at Sune is theirs, you know? Yeah. And that's the way it is. Got it. Uh, uh, yeah. Cool. But it can change also, like over. I mean, yeah. I think it really depends in the way you approach the brand. You know, if you're like more on a freelance basis, sometimes you pay. You can be paid mm-hmm. by a sketch. You know, but like yeah. once once they buy a sketch, it's theirs. You know, like you just got it. It's just to you to give like a price high enough that you're comfortable with. You know. Yeah. But but usually, yeah. Of course, they can continue with. It's not. It's not an issue. I, I believe. That's pretty cool. Excuse me. Mm. No worries. (laughs) So what do you do when you get artist block? When you are having trouble sort of coming up with an idea, what do you do to break out of that little, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like, like rut. Yeah. Like, uh, like the white page, uh, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think that, Luckily enough, the work of a designer like is really not hundred percent of your time designing, otherwise mm-hmm. you would go fucking insane. But <laughs> now but like because it is very draining, you know. Like I realized like when I have like this some days where I just like sketch from like nine to nine, you know, and and I'm really, really exhausted because like every like every stroke every like you know every line is a micro decision so like you just like get super tired like like mentally it sounds like horrible to say because like i get to just draw shoes for a living but like it's true that it's very tiring so luckily enough there's like all the in-between times where you just like need to review prototypes where you just need to like uh, call suppliers go to suppliers go to factories so all this time like gets you like kind of back into like gives you back energy you know you just like see new stuff also Mm -hmm. so i would say like i never really had like uh artist block 
of course there's like sometimes you just like you draw for like 10 days and there's nothing nice coming out but like i don't do anything specific to just find a good idea you know it yeah. just happens but you need to do the work in between so you don't really feel it in the end yeah oh how often do you sort of create a sketch and get to you know uh, a place where you're sort of done with said sketch, you know, and then get into maybe producing it or whatever, and then end up scrapping it. Are there, you know, times that you sort of get close to the end and then just say, Hey, I really don't like this. Uh, yeah. So often, so, so often. And I think like the longer it, it stays on the board without uh, going into a prototype, the the higher chance they have to, to be, to be canceled, you know, like mm. uh, it's just, you always like in love with your latest idea, the feeling, you know. So yeah. the ones that the ones that like happen, like unfortunately, like two weeks before, like they will not make it. Even maybe they, they were better, you know. You, we don't know, but like mm-hmm. it's just like there's something new that arrived, and we just want it. It's like I mean, it's that's I think it's just like uh, the way human works, you know. I mean, yeah, we want the latest iPhone, although your phone works really well, you know. But like it's just. <laughs> I just want this new shoe to happen because I just drew it like 10 minutes ago and I think it's going to be amazing, but mm-hmm. that's, that's the way, that's the way it works. Yeah. And sometimes you just like, you can like, I mean, we can sell like samples, you know, like full, fully made shoes, like for a full collection. And then we're like, it doesn't work. It's not, it's not for the brand. It's not for us. It's not the right time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for the clothing. So you, sometimes you just like, it's like, I think the, something you need to learn like fast when you start designing like even in school like kill your darlings you know like just be okay <laughs> with not having to yeah not every idea is a great idea yeah and and that's okay it's girl <laughs> yeah. yeah but are you so, are you designing actually i i didn't ask you yeah do you Am i sorry I don't yeah. design. I uh, I was an art major at school, but I was never like a drawing major. I I'm a photographer, um, okay. I guess okay. by training. But I'm not a designer myself. I don't think I've got the, uh, I think like the creative gene for that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're creative enough to do photo photography, you know. So, but I guess it's the same process. Also, like there's some photos that are just like nice, but like you know, sometimes there's better ideas. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the same process, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, there's things you like, things you don't. Then sometimes yeah. you have to sort of kill your darlings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love yeah. that phrase. <laughs> I'm going to start using that more. <laughs> yeah, it is a very nice phrase, but like my teacher really was, good. Yeah. My teachers were saying it a lot. And my, my first boss at feeling pieces also was saying it a lot. So, and it just, uh, yeah, stick with me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. <laughs> so if you could design one collection top to bottom, so not just shoes, what would it look like? Oh, I don't know. I... It's a very good question. And you know, you know, what's funny is that I never thought about designing clothes, you know, ever. So, mm-hmm. so... It would be, I would be dressed, it would be like the way I dress probably, mm-hmm. which is like, like I have, I wear every day like a pair of Dickies jeans, you know, so I guess like a white pair of like chinos, you know, 
basic sneakers uh an overshirt like maybe like with stripes very soon but like <laughs> with stripes and it's a t-shirt like it's probably very boring but like that's that's what comes to mind right now i would mm-hmm. probably like in the like very very casual very casual collection it wouldn't be yeah. a fashion brand. it would be more like of a of a ready to like yeah i don't know how to explain it but like it would be more of a clothing brand and not a fashion brand if i would do my own thing you know mm-hmm. if you know what i mean no i get what you mean yeah that's awesome <laughs> so other than shoes but what are some of the your your favorite pieces in your wardrobe uh, other than shoes, I have some nice pieces from uh, Our Legacy. Oh, I okay, re- yeah. Yeah, I really love what they do. Like uh, a very nice uh, sweater. Uh, like the material is like, I never saw material like this used in like uh, clothing. I, I wouldn't even know how to describe it. I mean, it feels like it's like the like the face mask material, you know, this like uh, synthetic. Uh, yeah. I don't know, super weird. So like, it's very nice, but it's very fragile also because it's like a, a very loose knit. But I love this piece. Um, I also have like a shirt from like, um, yeah, like a result shirt kind of from Allegacy, like full linen, uh, beautiful mm-hmm. printed also. Uh, and then I also love acne. So I have like a bunch of like acne stuff. Very Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I love a lot of like Swedish stuff. So yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah. Uh, but then there's nothing crazy. I if you would see me like I just dress very casually, so I don't have like crazy clothes, you know. Yeah. Do you have any sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, grails out there, like things that you you really want to to get your hands on one day? Um. Yeah, but then it's gonna be like shoes again. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. I really like. Um, I don't know if you remember this, like Comme des Garçons, ACG, Moab. Uh, Nike, like the, I don't know, maybe five years ago. Um, we've, yeah, we've talked about those before on the podcast. They're super yeah. cool. It's so cool, and like the things are like I'm a size twelve, so it's just like so difficult to find, uh, to find like these kind of like products like at a decent price online. Yeah. So like I just give up, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. And then like I don't, yeah, yeah. No, I don't really have like products that i really really need you know like it's just uh i feel like footwear designers like we are like a, a bit of a different breed than like fashion designers like i see it already at the office you know like we're a bit like a bit less interested in fashion somehow i don't know how to explain <laughs> this but like it's just like we're a bit more like product designers in a way yeah because, yeah. because it is a product you know so so yeah, the people that I meet, like I mean, that's what that's why also Milan is so good for that. It's just like I feel like everybody I meet who is working within the fashion industry, which is probably not mm-hmm. the case, but like that's really how it feels. Yeah. And and the shoe designers are just like very different. They're just like yeah, very casual people. And that's what I like about this community too. That's awesome. Are there a lot of I guess just shoe designers based out of Milan. Like what other uh, uh, houses have their shoe designers in Milan? Well, I think uh, most of them like uh, Bottega, Prada, uh, Miu Miu. 
Who else? Uh, I think Alex. Is there like uh, a like a secret uh, society of all the shoe designers? You all get together and like I don't know, hang out on on Friday nights in like a a dark um, basement somewhere. <laughs> I really wish if there's one like please contact me. I will come right away. But, like, <laughs> no, this it's not. Yeah, but like it's nothing like this. But like um, we do have this kind of like. Uh, uh, you know, this is like trade shows, like twice a year, like to, mm-hmm. to look for fabric and stuff. And every year, like we do this, uh, every time we do this, like quite big dinner with like footwear designers, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, people from all around the world, but like Milan is becoming kind of the hub or like the, the spot for us to meet, you know, every year, which is super nice. And because it's such a like, small community, like we just know each other, like all, you know, from Instagram mm-hmm. at least, or like, probably we met before so that's that's quite that's really nice i think to have like uh, it's a community that is like really not competitive also you know it's just like mm-hmm. we just tend to, to want to help each other you know like someone can write to me and like be like hey this like do you know where i could apply is there like uh, could you look at my portfolio and stuff like and i think in like in other uh, industries you could be a bit yeah competitive and be like oh fuck like if if I help this guy, maybe he will have like a job that I actually want, you know, but like with, with shoe design, just so much more caring, you know, we're just like, there's so little spots that would just like, like go for it, man. Like, uh, like if it needs to happen, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. That's super sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is super sweet. It is super sweet. I, I love this. Yeah. Oh, that, that, I don't know. That makes me happy. It's good to hear about that sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's really good. I mean, it's it's really rare to think about it. But that's also one of the reasons why I didn't want to go into fashion. Or like that I never really uh, expected to be into into fashion uh, in my career because I thought that it was like such a tough world, you know? Mm-hmm. But I get what you mean. The shoe design community just made it so much easier. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like this, this is awesome. Like I need to be in there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's quite important. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So where where do you look sort of uh, in your in your spare time? You know, what are you what are you looking at? Is it sort of Instagram, and are you looking at shoes, or are you sort of fans of of, or are you a fan of you know worlds outside of of shoes, and you know you just don't want anything to do with it in your in your spare time? Uh, no, I mean, I just uh, yeah, I cannot really avoid it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. My Instagram is literally like just shoes uh, and <laughs> so like that's that's right now I'm like trying to cut a bit uh, from Instagram because mm-hmm. it's just like taking so much of my time. Yep. Uh, um, I think we all need that, but like especially in the summer, like you know. Um, but um, yeah, no, I I go like my my girlfriend is an artist, so like. We go to exhibitions, like we, what I like to do is also just like go out, like uh, meet some friends, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I watch a bit of like Netflix and stuff, but like nothing like very boring stuff. I'm just rewatching the same TV shows like over and over again. But um, but no, like to, to, to reset a little bit, I just like, like to go out and meet some friends, you know? Yeah. And, what uh what what's your what's your media diet looking like? What are you what are you watching? 
Uh, what am I watching right now? I'm watching Succession. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know if you saw it. I uh, really like it. So right now I'm like really into this. Um, but then, yeah, I'm re-watching, I'm re-watching stuff to literally fall asleep, you know? So <laughs> like from like, yeah, Friends and How I Met Your Mother and, you know, like this kind of like sitcoms. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing really interesting, actually. I Probably I watch a lot more movies, but like I have nothing that comes to my mind right now. Interesting. What are your, give me, give me top three movies on your list of all time. Oh my God. You should have asked this question earlier. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Top three. It's going to be so dumb what I'm going to say. Wait. Uh, I like Pulp Fiction. Okay. I like, uh, oh man, that's such a tough question. Cause you want to sound clever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh wait what are yours did you think about this uh god off the top of my head like my three favorites um i really like the horror movie it follows it's more of like a personal favorite um it's fine let's see i love that that movie though um this is in no particular order either so it follows um god dang I gotta think about this more. I feel like I should have this ready if I've yeah, I'm see, asking right. this question. Yeah, it, no, it's a very complicated <laughs> because the thing is that like it's just like you like movies based on like your mood as well, you know? Like Yeah, exactly. Some days my favorite movie will be like Jurassic Park, probably, you know? Yeah. But like but some other like most of the time not, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to answer. I've got Maybe. it. So uh on my phone in high school, I used to have these two movies saved and I would just rewatch, like I just alternate between the two of them and just watch them every single day. Oh, yeah. um, so it was, I guess my top three would be it follows uh, Mad, Mia, uh, Mad Max Fury Road and um, okay. Chef. Chef. I, never I love Chef. It's, it's kind of like a movie about nothing. Like it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, oh, this will really make you think or, you know, nothing like that. It's just kind of like a fun movie about a guy who, you know, yeah. this rediscovers his love of cooking. It's it, it's very fun. I don't know. Okay. I love it. Is, it. is it old? Uh, no, it came out in I want to say like 2015. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, quite nice. Which what, what, what did you say the second? Oh, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, that was. Yeah, lovely. I uh, I might have watched. I I at this point probably have watched that movie over a hundred times. I love that movie. Like do you like from beginning to end every time? Yeah, because I I just be bored in school and like what would I do when I was bored during my free periods? I just go and watch Mad Max Fury Road. It is a crazy. It is. A, it was a crazy movie. It is. A it's crazy. crazy. It's it's super cool too. Because even if you stop and pick it back up, like it's not like there's not like a crazy story. It's just crazy cars. You know, yeah. a dude yeah. on a on a, a pickup truck playing a, a electric guitar. And then, yeah. you know, that that's it. Like, there's not, it's not, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, to it. I mean, the storyline the story is like, it's like so dumb, you know, but like, it's just yeah. like, it looks so good. Everything looks so good. Yeah. And everything looks I mean, so crazy. If you really want to like, think about it, like, oh, like it's a warning about the environment and like what we're going to do to our planet. But like, no, it's like cool guy on car 
a yeah. bunch of people with guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, I would never, if, if anyone would tell me that this is like a reflection of society or like, a, or like whatever, but Man My Fury Road, I would just like stop this conversation right away because that's just like that's not what it is about, you know. It's just like a cool movie. Everything yeah, is exactly cool, you know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. So now I had time to think about this. So I would okay. say that it's not going to be a movie specifically, but I really like uh, the movies from like Wes Anderson. Sure. Yeah. Like most of them. So I guess we can find a make a top three in there. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a, a single favorite Wes Anderson movie? Uh, yeah, and somehow is the one I watched the least is the Royal Ten and Bombs. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I also like the uh, like the Life Aquatic, beautiful. Also, yeah. I nice. don't think I've watched the Life Aquatic. No, it's super nice, super nice. Whoops. Also, like yeah, I mean, yeah, the images always, the outfits, the. The, the the decor and stuff is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I never saw it actually. You've never seen Fantastic no, Mr. Fox? No, no, no. It's so good. It's I don't know. It's like another wait, one of those wait, movies it, where it's, it's just animated. like it's fun. No? Yeah, it's animated. It's a uh, stop motion. Ah. Yeah, no, I never saw it. Maybe I would watch this tonight. It's so fun. You should watch it. It's a really good time. Okay, okay. I will. I will. Promise. Yeah. I'll watch The Life Aquatic. We'll reconvene on these and then talk yeah, about our, yeah. our thoughts that's, on it. That sounds great. That sounds great. Cool. <laughs> recap. Yeah. Oh, did you know, actually, uh, Prada commissioned Wes Anderson to do like a long time ago. I think like a oh, long time ago. Yeah, like eight, seven or eight years ago. To do like a short movie, and I think uh, because Prada has this like art foundation, right? And they have this like short movie made for them by Wes Anderson. It's like seven minutes. You can fit on YouTube. It's super nice. It's like, wait, let me find it. Prada, Wes Anderson. I haven't actually heard of this. It's super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so Prada presents Castello Calvacanti. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. It's just like, it's eight minutes and it's just so great. I love it. When I see stuff like this, I'm like, I want to make movies. Yeah. That's awesome. Ugh. Ugh. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there needs to be more like cool filmmaking and fashion. You know, the, the closest thing that I yeah. can think of is the, I mean, recently is like the, the Burberry. Uh, I, I don't even know what it was called. The people like flying through that, uh, the yeah. field. Yeah, and I also feel like somehow with COVID, you know, when COVID happened, you know, where where all the fashion week were canceled, all the shows were canceled, mm-hmm. there was this opportunity for fashion brands to do something new with for to present their collection, you know, mm-hmm. and somehow all of them, besides maybe a couple, uh, just filmed runway shows, yeah, like yeah. normal runway show, you know, and then I was yeah. like. Why would you do this? Like you can do literally anything right now. There's no, there's, you know, I was so, that was so boring. So boring. Yeah. It's a bit sad. I, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a lot more done. Like, okay. Perfect world. What would you have hoped had happened? Like 
all movies or um you know like a video game or you know like what would have been your perfect yeah, i think some i mean some tried you know like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, i mean balancing also there is like a kind of video game right like mm-hmm. there's some stuff that tried to happen but i yeah maybe more like short movies you know like less about the collection but like maybe having like a story you know like where just people wear the collection but yeah. it's like less obvious you know yeah uh, yeah that could that, that would have been nice to just like make it a bit less about fashion for for a little bit and a bit more about like the 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 vision of your brand or like the values of your brand because i think that's nowadays that's also what people care for you know or care about mm-hmm. uh, a lot so that could have been nice but no instead it was just like still the same kind of yeah style of presentation I also just think it's interesting. I mean, you have fashion brands who have this like very, very like in-depth historical, you know, there's, there's so much to them. Right. And it feels like you could do like a cool period piece. Right. I mean, like, I guess Gucci did house of Gucci, but like, you know, like Louis Vuitton, it started as like a bag making thing or they made uh, trunks, excuse me. Right. You could do like a seven minute movie about like the start of Louis Vuitton, but also everybody's wearing like the new Louis Vuitton collection in it, which is like, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel like, like without, there could be so without much the more. documentary. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, th- these brands have so much heritage. There's so much they can mm-hmm. like take inspiration from, like, and they have also like literally all the money in the world, you know, like they could oh, yeah. do so much more, so so much. Yeah, more. Ugh, it is a bit of a shame. I haven't really thought about that, but yeah. Ugh. Yeah, a little bit, but like, yeah, that, that's the thing. When I saw, when I saw, because I rewatched this uh, Wes Anderson Prada little short movie uh, recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's so great! That makes me love Prada." The yeah. fact that it, you know, yeah, and uh, that's so that's so cool, you know. Instead of like mm-hmm. trying to sell me their product because they have great products anyway, we know that they yeah. just sold me like their vision or yeah. I mean, there there have been examples of like, they're not necessarily like selling a product, but there are like high fashion products that have gotten popular because of movies, right? Like, um, what's the, oh, God damn it. I'm blanking on the name, but like, um, uh, like the Romeo and Juliet, uh, camp collar shirt, right? Like the, the Hawaiian shirt from that movie yeah, or yeah, yeah. uh what is it banana republic or ralph lauren that patchwork jacket that everybody wants um i'm blanking on the name of that as well but like you know if you if you make a movie and people in it look cool enough you know yeah. <laughs> people are going to try and buy the clothes it doesn't really matter the oh, brand sure. yeah, i think it was the last james bond movie at some point he's wearing like a, a barber and like engineer garment i think collab oh damn okay yeah, like he's just like it's literally like ten seconds, you know. But like mm-hmm. all I could see was this jacket because it looks so cool, you know. And that's great, you know. But that's I think that just they just do this. Like we just don't realize as much, and it's not so. It's not revolving around the brand, so that's why we don't really realize. But there's already all these pieces in all these movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you hire a stylist for your movie for a reason, right? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> No, I think the pity is that it's not coming from the brand themselves, you know, these kind of movies. Or like, the, you know, it would be so much more, it could be so much more interesting to, I think there's so many ways 
to present a collection, to present your work, to present your brand. And it hasn't been done, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think there's a, there's a bit of a lack of creativity on that side of the, of the industry, yeah. in a way. So you're big into movies. Are you also big into music? Do you listen to a lot of music? Um, yeah, I, li- I listen to a lot of French rap. So okay. I guess, uh, but uh, I'm not so big into music. I, l- I listen to music every day, but mm-hmm. it's more like I don't have really, I'm not making playlists. I'm not like, I don't have like, yeah. like my moods or, or like days or whatever or for activities. I just like, play what comes you know mm-hmm. so yeah i would say music wise i'm a little bit boring yeah i mean no, i i don't really i i get really weird looks um i i don't make playlists i just sort of like play off of my shuffle library which is oh, yeah. I, I realize like people hate but i don't know like you, i used to do this too yeah when I had like, I remember this like iPod Classic, like uh, back in the days, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, 2010, I don't know. And I had like all my songs, but like literally could go from like, I don't know, uh, Katy Perry to Sum 41, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> like, and it was just like on shuffle. And once I just like lend my iPod to a friend and it was like, what the fuck are you listening to? You know? <laughs> it's just like, going all over the place but i was fine with that you know it was yeah. just like literally going from like california girls Katy perry to like yeah. to like eminem and and some 41 and uh what was it what were they called like the strokes like all this like i just like yeah so yeah i completely feel you i think it's a great way to listen to music yeah <laughs> no i mean like and if i don't like a song you just skip by it it's not like you have to listen to a song yeah. Exactly. Oh. I agree. I'm gonna start doing this again. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Oh, I was in the, the car thing earlier. Is now like you're on like like streaming platforms. So like you can shuffle the whole platform, you're gonna go crazy. Yeah, exactly. So you Let's need to I... go playlist. Uh my my uh un, uh, my my shuffled playlist was What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers, Beauty in a Beat by Justin Bieber, Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Stay by Rihanna, and then a song called "Tell 'Em" by Ross Wish. It's I think that's a different awesome. genre every single time. Yeah, yeah, but that's great. No, it's a great time. Yeah, for sure. Then you you walk to work, and then you're ready for the day. Yeah, you have, exactly. You have all your mood in once in one go. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So we have. Um, I guess we'll do song of the week first, and then we have one more question, but. Uh, so we do something on the podcast called song of the week. Um, we ask all of our guests and do it on every episode. We just ask you for a song that you've been listening to and enjoying. And we add it to a playlist called pair of Kings, semicolon pair of Kings, but all the eyes are sevens. Um, do you have a song that you'd like to add to the playlist? Let me check. Let me check my Spotify playlist. Um, I didn't listen to your playlist, so it might like not go well together. No, it's, it's. Man. The same vibe as what we were just talking about. It's just a bunch of songs. All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, is this song called Golden Brown by Skepta? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know it. You know it, okay, yeah. 
that's I've been listening to it like quite a, a lot recently. So unless you have it already in the playlist, then that's gonna be mine. Nope, it's not in the playlist. But um, my song of the week is going to be "Crazy Beautiful Life" by Kesha. Um, I've been listening to it way too much, and it's a really good song. Okay, <laughs> wait. She re she made something recently. No, no. This is uh oh god. When did she make this song? This was Cannibal, which was 2013, 2012, I guess. Let me look. Okay, crazy. I, no, me- 2010. It is a 12 year old song. <laughs> crazy. Is the same album as like uh, TikTok? This was a uh, yeah. Cannibal. We are who we are. Below. Oh no. It, well, it was the one after uh, TikTok. Okay. Okay. Crazy. 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 Beautiful life. Different era. It's a good song. I don't know why people have have stopped listening to old Kesha, but they're bringing back like three Oh three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Kesha became a little bit cringe at some point. Really? I don't know. At least, at least for me and maybe in France, it was like, she was like her her one song TikTok was really big, but after that I think nothing. Okay. She didn't really do anything after. So, I so did know. you did you grow up in Paris in France? Yeah, yeah, next to Paris. Actually. Okay. Like in the suburbs, but like uh, yeah, I grew up in Paris. Okay, I visited Paris for a, like summer abroad and really did not like it. I like hated that? Paris. Uh, uh, understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be fair, to be fair, like I I, I moved uh, from my parents when I like uh, almost ten years ago now, nine yeah. years ago. Uh, I moved to Holland and then to Sweden and and it's so much more cozy, like so much yeah. cozy. Like Paris is such an intense city. Every time I go, I was there like a month ago. Like there's people walking everywhere. It's like a little bit sketchy. I mean, I don't mean to give a bad reputation to Paris but I think like if you visit the city you immediately realize that it's just super intense you need to know where to go and what to do and Mm. otherwise you're just like it's just overwhelming yeah I um I just I don't know I was out in like Vincennes uh for where I was staying and like couldn't do anything at night and just sort of like was with a host family that was never there and I found the people really mean like I was shopping for pants and they called me fat to my face, which was kind of crazy. Oh, super nice. Nice people. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, when was that? That was, uh, in 2018. It must've been. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. But I mean, Vincennes is also like, not really, it's like a bit of the suburbs, you know, like, I guess there's not so much to do at night after, but, uh, yeah, that's where more or less where I'm from a little bit outside, but like, yeah, that's a. It can be a very rude city. How yeah. long did you stay? I was there for two months. Okay, so you had time to experience like Paris, I guess. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. There are a bunch of different factors, but I did not like Paris. I, I I have to go back at some point and like see if I actually dislike it or if it was just because I was like. You should go during Fashion Week, then like. Oh God, I don't dress well enough for that. I'd get laughed out of the city. No, no, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of very nice events. You just look at the pretty people and then it's just like, it's just... <laughs> now fashion week here, like when in Paris, it's always like insane. Like the, the, 
the level of energy i find myself like quite quite nice yeah it's very different it feels like it feels like the city is like on holiday from itself you know in a way yeah i personally i went to italy uh like a month ago and i had the time of my life i thought that italy was so much more fun as a whole than than i guess Where not france so i went to rome um lecce and pescara okay okay yeah i mean it's i i love italy as well to be fair i i i never went to italy until two years ago i think mm-hmm. i will I mean, now i live in italy but it's different but like <laughs> as soon as i went there for the first time kind of then i think i went four times that year it was just yeah i just love it the food is great people are nice yeah it's the weather is great people oh, dress well. beautiful like people have this like sense of style also in the in italy like old people you know like the you old see, guys like, dress so well i was about to say i know it's insane also old ladies like yeah like you know that they have they know how to dress that they are dressing yeah. well. they used to dress really well i i love this and uh oh. yeah somehow we're like close to friends like they're close to friends but it's not the same vibe you know yeah like yeah very different very different I think the most sad thing for me about going to Rome was not being able to find any vintage Masoni anywhere. <laughs> it was so sad. I, I tried at like six different stores. And there was just nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never thought about this, but uh, <sighs> I, I will have a look this weekend in Milan. I'll let you know. All right. Let me know if you find any cool old like Masoni sweaters. I will shoot All you right. money to proxy them for me if you're down. <laughs> All right. All right. No problem. I'll do that. <laughs> oh gosh okay so one last question we ask it of every single guest that has been on pair of kings um yeah. it's sort of like our, our our capstone you've not been warned um of it beforehand um but we'll we'll, we'll toss you right in to the to the deep end as it were so martin if you had one year to eat a wooden door hinges and doorknob included could you do it and if so, how? Uh, what's 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 the deal? What's in for me? It's just like a challenge. Somebody puts puts a door in front of you and says, "Hey, you got a year to eat this wooden door, hinges and doorknob included." How are you going to do it? I guess uh, I think it's possible in one year. Okay, I would go like really bit by bit probably like you know grate it grate everything and put it in like to a sauce very italian (laughs) very italian yeah i yeah i got used to the to the country fast yeah but i would say yeah i would do it like in that way if possible at all i guess that's the easiest way how would you do it yeah um honestly my my first answer and kind of steadfast uh, is uh no. no i mean i've always said yes i would burn down the door and then put the ashes into everything um i don't know you could season stuff with with wood ash that is, that's fine that is actually probably the most clever way of eating a door yeah and then oh i just said for the the hinges and doorknob i just melt them down and like eat them like pills every day 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. You have a little workshop. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I next time I get this question, I will answer that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as we wind down um, towards the end of the podcast, we'd like to give you a little bit of time. You have the floor, send some shout outs. Um, I don't know, say hello, I guess say goodbye, um, whatever it is, tell the people where they can find you, um, that sort of thing. Um, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, well, first of all, like, thank you, uh, Soul, and like you guys for having me. It's been really fun. It's my first podcast, so I hope it was a good one. Um, I don't think I really have anyone to to shout to, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Martzer, M-A-R-T-Z-E-R. And uh, that's where you will find like uh, what I do, uh, my work at Sune, my personal work as well. And uh, please feel free to just like write me for any questions uh advice whatever like i get a lot of these also quite often like on instagram um and that's it and yeah thank you guys yeah again like martin's incredibly sweet i'm sure if you message him you know with an actual question he'd love to i, I don't want to speak for you but he was super no, nice but that's to us true. Yeah. i get yeah no but stuff. it's really funny with instagram because i think people feel like we have this like proximity uh mm-hmm. with people that you talk to and yeah. often I get like, hey, bro, like, first of all, like, I just don't like, I find it super weird to call someone bro, like, uh, out of nowhere. And then, yeah. like, asking for, like, a job or, like, internship or, like, or, like hey, bro, do you design shoes? I was like, yeah, that's, like, can't you see? <laughs> it's just, like, super weird. Like, I have the weirdest interaction on, like, Instagram sometimes. That's bizarre. I feel like if somebody came, like I, I, I've interviewed for so many jobs, and if I was ever saying like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" Like walking yeah. in, nobody would hire you ever. Of course not. Of course not. And I think that <laughs> like putting people in this like weird matrix of like thinking that it's okay to call someone your bro, like yeah. like a job inquiry. You know, like, "Yo, bro, are you looking for interns right now?" Super weird. Like I don't get it. I really don't get it. That is but weird. So, so weird. if you have any question, please like write to me. Uh, but otherwise, um, yeah. I mean, don't call me bro out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> With that, thank you so much to everybody for joining us. Uh, I'm Saul. You can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. And we are joined this week by Martin Salier of Sune. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Martzer underscore, I believe. There's an underscore at the end. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Um, go check out his work. Go shoot him a follow. He's a wonderful person. Um, this has been the Pair of Kings podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod, on Twitter at Pair of Kings Pod, on TikTok at Pair of Kings Pod. You can email us with any business inquiries at Pair of Kings Pod at gmail.com. Make sure to join the Discord. Shoot us a message on Instagram if you have any comments, questions, anything of the sort. Um, have a great Thursday, everybody. And as always, this has been the Pair of Kings podcast where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned once a week, every week for the foreseeable future. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.